Welcome in to another week of the Fantasy Monsters with Caleb and James. James, it's another week. How we doing? Good. You? Yeah, I can't complain too much. Yeah, I'm just in the thick of it. Yeah. Sometimes I really hate football. Yeah, you've been very frustrated this weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, not not overly happy, but, you know, sucks to suck sometimes, right? Yeah, I'm going to dig myself out of a couple holes. And now uh, things happen, man. This year's been tough. Uh Injuries have been vast. We'll get into some news here in a little bit. Um, but yeah, man, just not overly happy with too many players right now. Yeah. So any takeaways from this week? Oh, takeaways. I, I got one, man. Okay. These rookie quarterbacks are starting to kill me. Yeah, they're not. No one's separating themselves. <laughs> no. Like no one is no. separating. No, Justin Fields, again, just he's not getting a lot of support, ooh, I think, from Matt Nagy. Ooh, ooh, I got some stats for this. Hold on. Oh, do you? Yes. Well, get them. Get them. Get if you guys want to understand the um, how bad the Bears' offense is, like, they are, have, they, they've run, they have the least amount of yardage in the league. Mm-hmm. First place is Dallas with uh, 2,200 total yards. The Bears have 1,200 yards. Wow, that so- is 1,000 less yards of offense than the Cowboys. And uh, you just want to go to passing offense. This is where it gets real ugly. They've thrown for 566 yards on the season passing. I mean, two passing touchdowns. Yeah, that's gross. They have more interceptions than touchdowns. Yeah, that's that's really bad. It's really bad. And again, I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't blame either Andy Dalton and I don't blame Justin Fields. You know, I just, I look at this team and we said this last year and we're going to say it again. We all said the year before, it's not creative looking. Just fire him. It's, it, there's no scheme play that makes sense. Everything's not well designed. Like I don't sit there and watch this. I'm like, oh man, that was well designed play. Yeah. No, man, he's not getting people like, he's not trying to break people open. He's not letting Justin Fields do what he's good at. Anyways, I'm, I'm very furious at Matt Nagy. On top of that, Trey Lance started. Yeah. Did not look good. No. And, uh, ran a little too much for my liking. Well, yeah, he again. ran a lot. But the <laughs> other thing is, like, yeah, he's a good running quarterback, but he's not that good of a running. He's big no. and he's kind of fast. But, like, if he's got to, like, juke someone. Yeah, dude, he's that fourth tackled. down. Again, oh, yeah, we talked about this. Bad. We talked about this off air. Seriously, the fourth down stop on the goal line at his size, that's embarrassing. People <laughs> compared him to Cam Newton because yeah. of his size and stuff like that. Cam Newton never Cam, stopped on the one. That's never happened to Cam Newton. No. Nope. That's never happened to Cam Newton like that. <laughs> yeah. So, the, I mean, yeah, just that dude looked wanna, bad, and his interception was terrible. Do you want to highlight one rookie? Yeah. Kyle Pitts. He did it. They, I mean, I guess it takes no Calvin Ridley. And yeah. <laughs> it takes him being the only player on the team left. But look what happens when you throw him the ball, Atlanta. Yeah. He destroyed it. He was incredible out there. Yeah. I love seeing him get his first touchdown. Uh, I kind of think we didn't we mention something. Yes. No. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was your monster guy pick oh, last that's week. Right. Yeah. You're welcome, guys. Um. Yeah. He he did. He looked really good, and I'm I'm thankful. I'm glad he uh glad he did what he normally probably would do if they just give him the ball. Yeah. Also, just all the field goals missed this week. Yeah. Apparently, we need some new kickers. There was at least, including point afters. 
there was at least I think twenty. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing like yeah, but half was, of those was in one game. Yeah, there was a lot <laughs> in one particular game. Uh, yeah, that Green Bay. Uh, well, what's really embarrassing, dude? Mason Crosby's a really good kicker. Oh yeah, he's a really, <laughs> he's a really real, good. He's been kicker. doing this for a long time. He's the Packers all time. I think he's. Scorer. Yeah, I think he missed five in one game. Like, I don't even think that's ever happened for him. At least he kicked the one that counted the most. Yeah, well, it. yeah, but did you see him walk off the field? Like, yeah, yeah I'm just, I'm not even celebrating this. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, I like the Bengals kicker. He thought he won the game. Yes, yeah. He thought he won the game. Well, he kicked he it over back, the upright. Like, Wait, what? what? No. <laughs> Uh, he kicked it over the field goal. Oh, did you see it hit the flag? <laughs> yeah. It like perfectly hit the flag. Dude. Yeah. It was like, yeah. I've never seen somebody kick a field goal that high, to be honest. He's got a leg on him, but uh, got to be accurate too. Uh, <laughs> anything else we want to mention? I really enjoyed watching the Browns Chargers game. I think that was an amazing game to watch. That yes. was wild. I think there were 12 total touchdowns in that game. Just could not stop the scoring. And I don't know how Mike Williams is getting open like this. Like he's a big and he's fast, mm-hmm. but he's not Tyree Kill out there. Yeah, like he shouldn't be. You leaving can't just people. lose him. Yeah, and he gets lost out there. Yeah. Like because he's like six five too, right? Oh, he's a big. Yeah, he's big like guy. six five or six six. So it's not like you just accidentally misplaced Mike Williams in your view. <laughs> like, I mean, he's, he's huge. Six four two eighteen. Okay, so six four, but he's still six four two eighteen. Oh, he's a big. Boy. Yeah. yeah, you just don't. You know, yeah, you can't miss misplace the guy. He's huge. Yeah, but you're right. He's he's like Travis Kelsing this on a whole nother level. He's <laughs> just always open. <laughs> um, but real quick, guys, uh, just wanted to kind of give another shout out for the past few weeks. We've been telling you guys about our partnership with Generate Health and the important work that they've been doing, mobilizing St. Louis to advance racial equity and maternal and infant health here in St. Louis. Um, we just wanted to kind of give you um. An opportunity. Uh, if you are wanting to, you know, partner with them as well, if you're interested in supporting this organization, um, there's no better way to do that than to attend one of the biggest events that they have of the year. It's their annual Standing Up for Black Mothers and Babies Awards event. It's Thursday, October 21st. It's only about an hour and 15 minutes. It starts at seven. It'll end about 815. Uh, tickets for it is going to be a virtual event. So tickets for this virtual event are only $25. And we will actually put a link up to where you can purchase them. And when you attend the event, you'll learn about the phenomenal work of local providers and company leaders hearing expiring words from the mayor, uh, Ms. Jones, um, by, and be entertained uh, by some local musicians, Brian Owens, um, who have actually had a pleasure of uh, speaking with um, a long time ago. Really, really good musician. Um, receive a digital goodie bag of treats from local black-owned businesses as well. You'll also be entered to win an attendance prize, which I don't know, man. I always like some of those prizes are always pretty sweet. So in addition, you can also support Generate Health by purchasing raffle tickets, bidding on silent auction items, and donating to the fund. Um, fund a need donation drive where all donations will be matched dollar for dollar. So again, we'll put a link up for uh, where you can go and purchase these tickets. Um, feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions. Um, but yes, we're definitely going to be attending the event, and we hope that all of you guys will attend as well. So, James, if they wanted to reach out or wanted to see where these links would be provided, where could they come find us at? Uh, yeah, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, the uh, internet in general, uh, Fancy Monsters or the Fancy Monsters Podcast. Yeah, come check us out. Again, you can also look at the merch store as well, and then you can go to our sponsorships and uh, 
um, partner page where you can see Generate Health. And again, all of the stuff that they're doing here locally here in St. Louis. Um, so you come check them out. But you, uh, James, we do have uh, some monster news to get into. A lot of stuff happened this week. So what do we got in news this week? Yeah, we'll start it off. Russell Wilson, he is eyeing a week 10 return. <sighs> Messed up his finger. He tried playing through it a little bit, but had to end up leaving the game. This one hurts. Another piece of Seattle news. Chris Carson, who missed week five, is doubtful for week six with a neck injury. Apparently, it's like a chronic neck injury. Yeah, that's what kind of this surprised me, man. Like, though. yeah, I mean, I've been noticing that like the past couple of years, Chris Carson just hasn't looked the same. Um, and they've never had a this neck year. injury, though. Yeah, like I don't remember him having an Ever, injury no. either. Um, that was again neck injury. So this kind of just came out of the blue. Um, but very concerning, man. This kind of reminds me of like the Todd Gurley knee thing. You know where well, you yeah, had that, anytime like, you hear Chris chronic, something chronic, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> like that. Just no. means that they'll be out in the next couple of years. So that's very disappointing to hear. Yeah, uh, George Kittle was put on IR. He missed week five. They're on a bye this week, so I think this was a strategic play by the team. Just get him out that week. Mm-hmm. Bye week's going to count. So just have that extra week of time in there. Mm-hmm. But you, he will be gone a few weeks. Saquon Barkley. Guys, a low ankle sprain. He is week to week, like pretty much guaranteed, I would think, to miss week six. They're playing the Rams. So Devonta Booker would be uh, good to go volume play there. But yeah, Saquon, I think someone stepped on his ankle, if I remember correctly, and just bent it sideways. Yeah, it was pretty nasty. One of a, a few Giants injuries that happened, uh, Daniel Jones concussion. Mm-hmm. That one, he could be back for next week. Did you see that one, by the way, man? Like that wobble. I As soon as I saw the wobble, I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, who was that last year who did that? Who he couldn't stand? Was that? Oh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he got rocked last year in the game and like literally could not stand up. Yeah, Yeah, man. Whenever that happens, yeah, you know it's bad. Yep. I mean, again, guys, football is a contact sport. We understand. But, you know, we don't wish anybody, you know, concussions. Concussions are... It'll mess you up for a life, so. Yep, and the Giants also lost Kenny Galladay. He's expected yeah. to miss week six. He's considered week to week with a knee injury. If I were him, I would just wait until Saquon gets back and <laughs> not waste my time. Well, I would, yeah, I don't know, man. I think he might do better with Mike Glennon than he would with Daniel Jones. But that's just my opinion. <sighs> Everyone's rough. <laughs> like, statistically, <laughs> Daniel Jones hasn't been that bad this year, but. Like, when you still watch him, like, it just doesn't look right most of the time. Yeah. Uh, Juju, he's out for the rest of the season with a shoulder injury. Yeah, That one sucks, but now, like, Deontay and Claypool, you fire them up every yeah. week. Yeah. Every week. I mean, I was kind of firing them up every week anyway, but, yeah, yeah that's just that confirms it. Guy, yeah. <laughs> no, CMC, hopefully, will play in week six. There, there was a good possibility he was going to play in week five. He ended up sitting out. Hubbard had himself a good game. Uh, hopefully we can get him back. I believe they're playing Minnesota, so that would be that should be a really good game. Uh, Ceh, last piece of news: he's out for a few weeks with an MCL sprain. If you got Daryl Williams, I would play him. Mm-hmm. It's going to go to him. McKinnon, they really do not use at all in that backfield. Daryl Williams is a very capable running back. He's capable in the receiving game. Mm-hmm. He can get the um, red zone work. So as long as Ceh, Clyde Edwards-Helaire is out. Daryl Williams is a good play. Yeah, and and let's be honest, man. It's still the Chiefs, and the Chiefs have you know I don't want to classify them as struggling, but uh, they're not the Chiefs. Defensively, oh yeah, they're struggling. Yeah, oh my god, they're, I think they're, they're one of the struggling. worst, if not the worst, defense in the league. I mean, last like 
well, the Buffalo game was apparent that they have some defensive problems, but they are missing some they players. Are the Chris worst. Jones. <laughs> they are the worst defense. Yeah, Chris Jones has missed time. Frank Clark's just coming back. They have some DBs out, so they need to get healthy on defense. Mm-hmm. But they do have some offensive problems at times. Like Yeah. Yeah. But what I'm what I meant is like just don't be surprised if like they, they toss start doing some sweeps or putting Tyree Kill or McCall yeah. Harden back there. Or, well yeah, you know, I did whatever, love that so. watching the uh, broadcast because when they had that one player where like three different players got behind center before the start of the play. And um, they called that play. Who's the quarterback. But apparently Andy Reed just like lets any player, like if you come up with a play, like come to me and like, we'll talk about it. (laughs) And um, so they've had plays where I think Travis Kelsey might've run that one up, um, drew that one up. And then Andy Reed did the blocking for it and everything like that. So Mm -hmm. that's really cool. Like yeah. how many other times was like, well, I mean, I think that's, that's part of why he's such a player's coach though. Well, like Andy Reed would be the best coach to play for. Yeah. I, I mean, well, there's a few coaches I think would be really, really fun to play. I mean, I think Sean, McV- Sean McVay would be fun to f- play with. Yeah. But Andy Reed, like you're going to have a good time with Andy Reed. Yeah. Well, like, I, you're just but I still, I still the same way about Sean McVay yeah. too, though. I, again, there's a few no, coaches. Yeah. Like I think Kevin Stefanski would be kind of fun too. Like, I don't think he's as hard as he seems like. Shout out the Lions, too. Their yeah. head coach, like, they, I mean, they are trying. They really are. They are trying, and they, they've gotten close a few times. I feel bad for the Lions. I really do. Yeah, yeah, I mean. I mean, it, when your head coach is crying in a post-game interview after he, week he five. Did? Yeah. I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. Well, because Dan Campbell was known as such a bruiser, you know, back in the yeah. day. And, like, he's really kind of tried to bring like, that mentality like, I mean, in. They don't have the talent, but, man, they're trying. Like, yeah. I give them credit. They're trying. Yeah. They'll get there, maybe. I mean, when when you think of the worst team in football, I hate to say it, I don't think of Detroit. No, I don't think of Detroit. <laughs> I just think that they've just had some really tough, uh, tough goes at it. But, yeah, we'll see. But anything else we got in news this week? That's it. All right, guys. Monster guys. Yeah. Let's get in it. Okay. Week six. Quarterbacks. I'm just gonna jump in with mine, man. Okay. I'm super pumped. Dak Prescott. Yeah. I don't even think I need to say much, but if I need to just clarify, let's just put it this way. He's had one rough game against the Chargers. That's fine. Didn't throw a touchdown through one pick. Outside of that game, has thrown at least three touchdowns in each game. Yeah, yeah. Don't know what else Cowboys you want. Cowboys offense looks great. <laughs> they look great. Yeah, don't even know what else you want, man. He's looking good. He's spreading the ball around. Well, we've got, shoot, man, 400, 237, 236. They're leading the league in offensive yards. Yeah, 302, like just just killing it. And even his game where he only he had less than 200 yards passing, he threw for four touchdowns, so who cares? So as far as fantasy points go, I'll take the four touchdowns. This guy's lighting it up. I don't see it stopping this week against New England. Yeah, Not no. after what Davis Mills just did to him. Yeah, New England's defense so far this year, like, they locked down the Bucks, and then That's they it. let Davis Mills do that. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, like, an incredible well, game, but it was enough to... Do you, do you want to classify that they locked down the Bucks, or do you just think Tom Brady just did not play well? Because I mean, it's, like, <laughs> definitely both. it's definitely both. Because I think it's more Tom Brady not playing well in his former stadium than it yeah. is... They locked down the Bucks, But again, I don't think New England's going to change anything this week. Um, you know, New England's offense, I'm not even scared about. So I think Dallas is going to have plenty of time of possession. And he's just going to light it up fantasy-wise. Yep. Yeah. My quarterback, I'm going to go with Joe Burrow against Detroit. And it's, yeah. 
being against Detroit helps, but Burroughs looked really good. This offense is coming alive. Jamar Chase is, yeah, looks incredible out there. You still got Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, who's back, mixing out of the backfield. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game for Cincinnati, and I like Burrow. He's made some mistakes this season, but he's also been Yeah, the interception at the, at the end of the game was rough. But. Yeah, he's had a couple really bad interceptions this year, but that, uh, that Thursday night game against Jacksonville, like he was able to come back lead the team like Mm -hmm. he's taken over that role yeah I mean yeah I really like Joe Burrow a lot this week as well um I kind of almost feel like it's a given that he should have a big week but uh yeah we'll see I am kind of concerned with T Higgins though but you know that's for another that's for another discussion um running backs yep I'm going Nick Chubb against Arizona uh Nick Chubb's been obviously having a really good year yeah anyone watched the game last week against the Chargers yeah like unstoppable that's just how he is. Yeah. Uh, and I don't see him getting stopped I by... I do always forget how fast he can be. Well, because he's so big. Well, yeah. Well, he's just... Well, he looks... Like, he's, he's stocky. Just, yeah, like, he's very stocky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, like, when yeah, when he just hits the hole and then hits that sixth gear and he's just outrunning DBs, like... <laughs> yeah, dude, he he ran for... Uh, oh, yeah, you'll see him in the clips. Like, yeah, yeah you, you'll, you'll see yeah, him in the insert clips. Insert clips. Yeah, like... Um, but, yeah, 7.7 was his uh, yards per yards per attempt yeah. in that game. <laughs> yeah, like, what, 156 yards? 161. Yeah. <laughs> and, a, and a touchdown. Um, <laughs> He's just, even getting some passing work in there. Yeah, just not much. But, no. yeah, he, he like he got one reception, yeah. one target. I think, I think this will be a good matchup, too, Nick Chubb against Arizona. Well, Arizona, just remember what they did with Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook ran all over this defense. Yeah. This defense is not very good against the run, and I don't see, again, it changing. Their offense is what keeps them in game. So I think Nick Chubb, I think, honestly, I think this is going to be another week like last week. Browns trying to outscore another team. That's yeah. that's how I'm going to well, view yeah, this. Yeah, they're going to have to in this game. It's not going to be. I just I think agree. it's going to be a lot of back and forth like it was last week with them against the Chargers. Yeah. My running back, I'm going to go Daryl Williams against Washington. With CEH being out, I think this is just a good spot start if you need him, if you're picking him up off the waiver wire to feel good about starting him. It's not going to be, I wouldn't expect a ton, but he's going to get the main workload. He'll probably get into the end zone at some point. I, I think this is a good play you can put in your lineup. Yeah, nah, not a bad not a bad play at all. All right, wide receivers. Um, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm matching up my guy with your quarterback, so... Uh, Jamar Chase. I know we kind of talked about him briefly last week. Um, about trade a, trade away for him, which yeah. I mean, I still think you can. You yeah. don't. I mean, you obviously don't have to because my whole argument was he's not going to be bad. Like he's not going to stop being good. I just think you could get so much for him right now. Yeah. Like you, I just think you could get so much for him right now, especially like if you're decently deep at wide receiver and you're really hurting for a running back. You could use Chase to go after a monster running back. Yeah. Right? I mean, you can almost get like Alvin Kamara at that point. Yeah. Um, which who was a guy I suggested trade for last week and mm-hmm. popped off this week. Boom. Uh, but yeah, no, I, Jamar Chase. I think again against against Detroit, yeah, you can I'll, obviously yeah. see the connection. It's kind of bringing brought back. Uh, I think Joe Burrow even stated pregame that he doesn't even need to like think about when he's coming in and out of breaks. He just knows when it's going to happen. Yeah. And you're starting to really see that on the field. And all those drops that we were kind of talking about and worried about in preseason, I don't know what that was about, but I don't, I'm not seeing a lot of it now. In fact, that's what I was going to say is T Higgins is kind of now having that problem. Yeah. Um, and not Jamar chase. So I think Jamar chase is going to have a huge week this week. Okay. My wide receiver, I'm going DK Metcalf. Really? Just 
play him. Just play him. Don't worry about it. It's versus Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh's secondary has been very spotty. Like, they just gave up Portland Suns big game. Mm-hmm. DK is still going to get targeted. He's still going to get targeted around the red zone. And Geno Smith is not, as far as backups go, he's definitely the one of the better ones. He's been, he's been around this league a long time on a lot of different teams, a lot of different systems. He didn't look that bad when he came back in the game. I think DK's one of his touchdowns might have come from Geno Smith. Mm-hmm. Just, just play him and don't worry about it. I do feel like if I'm going to place a wide receiver in Seattle, I think DK would be the yeah. guy I would choose. So that makes sense. I would still play both, but I, I don't, I'm not worried about DK. All right. Tight ends. Yeah. Go Mike Isecki against Jacksonville. Uh, <laughs> dude, Miami's just, um, they I, they're just trying to they're figure awful. out what's going on they're, now without Tua. All, and yeah, that, it just, yeah. Uh, I I like the matchup. I think the matchup could 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 work out really well. They just got to throw it to him. Yep. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I think out of a lot of these tight end matchups, I do think this is one of the better ones. I just really hope they take my advice and throw to your basically it could be your a, best receiving threat. <laughs> your, be yeah, your best receiving threat. Future um uh all star. You know. Yep. My tight end. I'm going Mark Andrews against the Chargers. Similar. He's just really good. Great matchup. Should be a good game. Yeah, we don't really care that much tight about tight ends. They're, tight ends they're just so suck. difficult now. <laughs> like if they score 10 points, you're like, yes. Oh, if you get 10 points out of your tight end position, you're Gucci. Like, yeah. If you can get that every week, you're good. Yeah. All right, guys. We do have a new segment that we're going to be jumping into. It's called Monster Decisions. It's basically going to be uh, who should you play, who should you not play. Yep. So... We're going to start with our quarterbacks. We got a couple guys we want to talk about. Yeah, most quarterbacks, like, you don't have a problem who you know you're going to start. So, a lot of these at every position are going to be guys who you're actually making decisions about. Right, right. Yeah, like, we're not going to sit here and start talking about Josh Allen or Kyler Murray yeah. or Patrick Mahomes or something. Mm-hmm. Like, why, why waste time uh, when you know you're going to play them? Yep. So, uh, first up on our list, we're going to chat Jalen Hurts against the Bucks. Yeah. Do you play Jalen Hurts against the Bucs? He's coming off a game where if he didn't get in those two rushing touchdowns, Wouldn't it would have been, been a very <laughs> ugly game. It would have been a very, he's, very bad game. So far in the season, he's been very good. But he's playing Tampa Bay. It's at home in Philly. I think you still roll him out there. What about you? <sighs> I mean, Tampa Bay's like their secondary is definitely depleted right now with injuries, you know. So it does make but so it, is Philly's wide receiver core. I mean, not with injuries, they're just not good, not very good. Besides um, Devonta Smith, who is emerging. Yeah, he is emerging, and I and I love I and, love seeing him yeah, thrive. Kenneth Gainwell, he's making a lot of big plays for him. I think the rushing gives you enough of a baseline. He's got three rushing touchdowns on the season so far. I think you could still play him, but temper expectations. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't see a problem with it. I mean, uh, on the season, I think he's like a top five quarterback. So yeah, I think he's sixth. Yeah. Or so, like so yeah. Top 10 then. Um, and no, I, I take honest, it back. He's fifth. Fifth. Okay, great. So he's top five. And honestly, like the Bucks defense is, even though they returned everybody like they did last year or from last season, it's not as like, you can still put points up on this defense. Um, I shy away from it, but if if he's the guy that you drafted to be your number one, I'm I would still play yeah. him. 
I'm not going to shy away that much. Like, I'm not going to go pick up a guy, you know, to replace him if I don't have anybody else. But if you have a decent starter behind him, I mean, it could, it, it depends. And we'll talk about some other guys that I might on this list that yeah. I might play over him this okay. week. Yeah, next guy on the list. Taylor Heineke. Do you play Taylor Heineke? It's, he is against Kansas City, who we've talked about, have some defensive struggles right now. He's so far the 17th quarterback on the season, but is kind of starting to come alive lately. New Orleans against New Orleans wasn't a good game, but before that he was scoring over 25 points in those three games. I think you can stream Taylor Heineke this week against Kansas City. So there's definitely been games where I've looked at Taylor Heineke and I was just like, man, dude. He can like, make this some plays guy can make there. some plays. I also like watching like his running ability is sneaky. Yes, and then there's games where I'm just like, man, does he remember how to play football? Yeah, outside <laughs> of week one and then the New Orleans game, I mean, against the Giants, Buffalo, and Atlanta, he played very well. Yeah, he, he, he did. I mean, seven passing touchdowns in those three games, one rushing touchdown. Yeah, he just did not look good against New Orleans, in my opinion, no. um, at all. But I, I think it's sneaky because the Chiefs' defense has been garbage. Yes. And you know the Chiefs' offense should still put up points. Yes. And so I do think that they're going to have to throw the ball. I think Tyler Heineke... Why do I say Tyler? I always call him Tyler. Mm-hmm. Taylor Heineke, I think, is going to have to be good um, to win this game. And I think he can be good against this defense. So I would definitely play him. And, I, and this is what I was going to mention. I'm actually a little bit more comfortable, though, playing... Taylor against Kansas City than I am Jalen Hurts against the okay. Bucks. Yeah, I was going to ask you these afterwards, but yeah, yeah I, I don't hate it, and we'll talk about Taylor Heineke later in our uh, DFS picks. Yeah. All right, next on the list, we got Sam Darnold against Minnesota. Yeah, Sam Darnold kind of fell back to earth last week against Philly. Yeah. That man. was just... An, right as I put him ugly, as my monster guy quarterback. Yeah, it was an jerk. ugly game. Jalen Hurts and Sam Darnold both did not play good in that game. Both were turning the ball over a lot. Sam Darnold had three interceptions. Jalen Hurts had an interception and a fumble, but I don't believe he lost that fumble. Darnold's playing Minnesota. If CMC's back, you can play Sam Darnold. And I'm basing all this off of 12-team leagues. 10-team leagues, you might not need to dig down here, but 12-team leagues, I think Sam Darnold is good enough to play with Christian McCaffrey back in this lineup. Yeah, I 100%. I, if Chris McCaffrey is in this lineup, then I'm way more comfortable yeah. with Sam Darnold. Um, not that Chubba Hudward was any slouch. I think he's an excellent running back, uh, but he's not CMC. No. So, <laughs> if, Well, those rushing yards don't. I mean, that, we won't right, passing work to CMC. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Is like He doesn't get the passing work that CMC does. Yep. So if he's in the lineup, then definitely. If for some reason he's not, I still don't mind it as much against Minnesota, though. It, yeah, it's not bad. I, I, w- I don't like it as much, yeah. obviously. And I would probably still play. If With CMC out, I might go both of the ones ahead of him. Yeah, over I him. would agree. I would agree. Yeah. And then last we got on this list, we got Kirk Cousins. Yep, same game. Kirk Cousins at Carolina. Going to be a Ka- tough matchup with that yeah, defense. Yeah, Carolina's defense has played well, and Kirk Cousins past two weeks against Cleveland. Cleveland has a good defense. We can cut him a little break there, but against Detroit Carolina, last week. by the way. What? You said Cleveland. Yeah, I'm talking about week four. Oh, got it. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm on. Okay. <laughs> Similar good defense. Got it. He did not perform well in that game. And last week against Detroit, just 
didn't really do anything. Which is not a good defense. Yeah, threw for one touchdown, had 275 yards, good completion percentage, threw for an interception. Do you play him in Carolina? I don't. I have... Normally, Kirk Cousins is like the guy that I always stream when I need to go grab somebody. He's like the ultimate guy, right? Mm -hmm. I am not playing him this week at all. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I'd rather play Sam Darnold than Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I would play all three over him. If I'm ranking the... If we were going to rank him, like if that's what we wanted to do here... This week, I like Tyler, son of a gun. I like Taylor Heineke the best in this mm-hmm. out of these four. Then I'll take Jalen Hurts, Sam Darnold, and then Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. And I, lo- I love that. Yeah, we both have to. Yeah. Do you like, yeah, we both like Taylor Heineke this year. Now, again, guys, just for all of you, just in case you want to know, we did not discuss this beforehand. We never do that. Mm-hmm. We like to argue, as you guys have always al- uh, <laughs> alluded to on our comments, might do it too much. But uh, yeah, we never pre planned this. So that's all real. You got anything else you want to add? No. All right. So now it's time to do our monster decisions for the running backs. Yep. Who we playing? Who we not playing this week? Got quite a few to run through. Yes, we do. Uh, First on the list, we got Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Do you play Leonard Fournette? Past two weeks have been good. First three weeks were not good. Differences, snap percentage, way up past two weeks. Rushing utilization, way up the past two weeks. He's honestly been seeing good passing work the entire season, like very good passing work considering. He's seen 24 targets in five games, 19 receptions. That's very good. Against Philly, I think you play. I do. He seems like he's definitely taken over this running back group. Ronald Jones is seeing nothing in this offense at all. Giovanni Bernard takes a couple plays here and there, but Fournette looks good. The efficiency has been good. I think you just play him. Yeah, no, I, I definitely have to agree. I mean, it's a low-end RB2, but you play him. Yeah, no, I, I definitely have to agree. If I'm playing a running back on this team, mm-hmm. I'm playing Fournette. Yeah, 100%. There's, n- there's no one else I'm even looking at um, as crazy as as that sounds. But Philadelphia, I mean... Their defense has been, their defense hasn't been terrible, terrible, uh, but it's really not been it's great. It's not been great. No. I mean, they're it's one not. of the worst, one of the worst rushing defenses in the league yeah. right now. I think Hubbard, they're 30th. Yeah, Hubbard last week had a good game against them. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's a really good matchup for Leonard Fournette, and even though there's a lot of passing in this offense, he's oh, getting this, passing work. Yeah, they don't, they just don't run the ball a lot there. I think they've run the ball the three third least amount of times and are like mm-hmm. have thrown the ball the most amount of times or something right. like that. But he is seeing like all of it. So. Yeah. And well, and that's the difference is like if, if he was just the running back, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like, um, who's it? Like Damian, not Dam- uh, Damian Harris, you know, where like Damian Harris is just the running back. He's not getting, he's not getting receptions. Yeah. They're not getting the receptions. It's not worth it. So yeah, they've thrown the ball the most in the league and ran the ball the third least amount of times. But. Yeah, so I'm I'm definitely game uh, definitely against Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, now we let's next? talk about the Philly running backs. All right, let's do it. Same game. Do you play either Miles Sanders or Kenneth Gainwell? Uh, why? Sorry, dude. All my tabs are starting to delete on me. Yeah, you're good. Too many too many tabs open. So I'm I'm actually starting to grow more on Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah. Sanders has been more consistent, but um, it's been really bad. But he's <laughs> been consistently really bad. 
So you can hold your head on that. He's had one good week. That was a week one. Outside of that, it's been awful. It's been really awful. He hasn't been getting a lot of work. Gainwell hasn't been getting a lot in the rushing department, but he does have two rushing touchdowns on the season, and his receiving work has been increasing. Last week against Carolina, he only saw three targets, caught one of them. Week before that, eight targets, six receptions. And Gainwell is just making more plays than Miles Sanders is in this offense. He's outscored him fantasy-wise on total points on the season. If I'm playing one, I do think it's Kenneth Gainwell, and I think you can throw him out there as a very desperate flex in this game because mm-hmm. I don't think Tampa Bay is going to have a problem scoring in this game. Right. And I think Kenneth Gainwell can make some plays in the passing game because right now, outside of Devonta Smith, who's making plays in the passing game? Right. They're throwing the ball way too much to Zach Ertz, to be honest. Like, way too much. Dallas Goddard had a really bad drop last week. Has not been playing great. Jalen Rager has been hit or miss. Quez, uh, Quez Watkins, he'll catch a deep pass every once in a while. So if I, outside of Devonta Smith, Kenneth Gainwell, it probably is the only other eagle that I'd consider playing. Yeah, I mean, he's just he's just more electrifying. I mean, when you watch Miles Sanders play, it's just kind of like, okay, there he goes. Like, you know, it's it's great. You know, seven points here, six points there. You know, he's he's getting some, you know, seven rushing seven attempts. seven or six points in every game except week one. You know, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just garbage here. Like, he's not even hitting a, a, a hundred rushing attempts, or a hundred rushing attempts, a hundred rushing yards. And, I mean, as far as his his targets, like, he's getting targets, but Ken, when Kenneth Gainwell is getting his targets, he's just doing more with it. Yeah. And uh, I think once... This is another one of those teams, though, where they have electrifying players like a Kenneth Gainwell, where I just don't think they're utilizing him no, enough. His snap percentages are around 30%. Per game, Miles Sanders is above 60. Right. So that should definitely start evening out. Yeah. I think when we look back um, at the end of the season, I, I do. I honestly do think Kenneth Gainwell will finish higher than Miles yeah, Sanders. Because he's definitely not a, like just between the tackles a great running back, but he can get to the edge at times. Like he's never mm-hmm. going to be a guy who sees more than at most 10 carries a game. Like 10 carries a game is his max. Right, but factor in the well, receiving work. Right, and now, so when I say this, I am not, I'm not comparing to the player. I'm just saying play style. Okay, no. to me that is a difference. All right, so I'm not saying he's gonna be this guy. I'm just saying he, he's gonna play like it. It's kind of like Alvin Kamara. Okay, Alvin Kamara is gonna get ten rushing attempts a game and probably ten passes. Yeah. I do you disagree, disagree though? You, you do? Bit, okay, because I feel like Kamara's he's an old, incredible between the tackles run. But that's why I didn't say it's the same person. I just said play, play style. Okay, play style. Okay, true. He's a way better running back. But I just mean like he's probably going to get more. He's always going to probably finish the game with more he's receptions. He's going to lean on the receiving work. That's yeah. Where, yeah, that's where the bulk of Let's go old school like Darren Sproles. Okay. Okay, yep, that's probably. Same team. Go also an eagle. Yeah, there we go. Better comp. I apologize. So Darren Sproles. You're going to get more receptions out of him than you're going to get straight tackles. you like a Naeem Hines or guys like that. Like, yeah. Okay, fair. That's fair. I was just thinking more big, no, but yeah, you know, it's what big. I do. Yeah, I'm sitting Miles Sanders. I'm not playing him. Not Honestly, not him. I don't know if I'm playing. If Miles Sanders was on the waiver wire right now in your 12-team league, would you pick him up? Yeah. I'd stash him. Okay. There's no point to not stash him, but I ain't playing him. Yeah, I agree, um, I agree with that. If I'm playing anything, I'm playing Kenneth Gainwell as a desperate flex. Yeah, I mean, like it's a desperate flex, but I'm willing to throw him out there. Yeah. Especially with all the injuries that have been coming down, like it's it wouldn't be a bad pickup. Oh, yeah, but I'm, a lot I'm playing Gainwell over Sanders. Yep. Um over Sanders. Okay. Next guy. 
Caleb's this boy. Yeah, this is this ooh, boy, man. This is Caleb's boy. It, well, first off, he's not my boy, but yeah. I do I do like him. I I've I've been um, what's the word I want to use? Uh, advocating for him for a while, and he's starting to piss me off. But <laughs> um, he just my, scored 20, 27 it's, points. Yeah, bro. it's Miles Gaskin. He just scored twenty seven points. Well, that's what he can do if you give him the work. No, I'm saying don't play him. So, <laughs> like. He's, I don't know. I'm. I past would still play two him this weeks, week. he's seen seven rushing attempts for 28 yards, but he saw 10 targets last week, caught all 10 of those for 74 yards and two receiving touchdowns. Yep. You take out last week, he scored around less than 30 points in those four games. One of those games, he scored .3 points. Two rushing attempts yeah, was last week. for three yards against Indy. No receiving work, nothing. He was on the field for 23% of snaps. Even when he's on the field more, they're just not giving him the ball enough. And those are his only two touchdowns he has on the season. Yeah, I think that's the more thing that I'm concerned with is just he's not finding the end zone. When they get down to the goal line, they take him out, put in Malcolm Brown. Um, well, even like because week one, five targets, five receptions. Week two, five targets, four receptions. Week three, six targets, three receptions. Even on those games where he's seeing the targets and he's catching them, he's not getting the receiving yards with him. Right, yeah, on those receptions, he's 27, 21, and 9. Yeah. Those are his yards. So, I mean, it's it's not good. Except I agree, until yes, this they week. should give him the ball more. I don't think they are. I, I, I mean, I, let's I, just be, let's just do, let's, let's just stop this. Let's just do this. If you look at this team, okay, look at, you got Ahmed, Gaskins, and Brown. Mm-hmm. Who are you starting? None of them. No, I'm just meant like, if you're the football team. Oh, yeah, I'm Gaskin. <laughs> Gaskin, 100%. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So then, that should also then translate to you giving him the freaking ball. So but that's which, like the biggest fallacy in it football just annoys me, man. Coaches making logical decisions. God. They just seem like they just don't like doing that most of the time. Come on, Brian. That's I, I mean, I would hundred percent be willing to bet last week against Tampa Bay will be miles Gaskin's best game of the entire season by far. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, a, I'm, a not a, I'm not against 27 that. Yeah, he, points is a very I don't good see game. him scoring two touchdowns see, again. No, not in the same game. No. If, if what I think is going to happen though, I think he will still have a fine game. But if, if I'm looking at it to flex play, I, I look at him as a flex in Jacksonville. I'd play low, him over Kenneth Gainwell. Low in flex. Yeah. I would play him. I'd play him with Kenneth yeah, Gainwell. I would play this him week. ahead of Kenneth Gainwell, but they're in the same territory to be honest. Yeah. They're, they're, they're getting very, very close. Okay. Let's talk about the Bears running backs. Montgomery's still going to be out. Yep. Damian Williams, man. Not came a great, in good. Yeah, it's not a great matchup. It gets against Green Bay, but uh, lo and behold, they take out David Montgomery, and they just don't stop rushing the ball. Damian Williams had 16 rushing attempts. Khalil Herbert had 18 rushing attempts in this game. Both of their efficiencies, I mean, they are almost identical. Like, yep. they both pretty much saw the same amount of rushing attempts, same amount of yardage. Damian Williams was able to get in the end zone. Khalil Herbert was not. The only real difference is Damian Williams was the only one who saw the receiving work. Three targets, two receptions for 20 yards, which is nothing, but it's more than nothing. That's not surprising, though, with a rookie, no. a rookie and, uh, yeah, running back. I, I, if, I'm definitely starting Damian Williams. Damian Williams is a low-end RB2 in this game, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to play Khalil Herbert. But yeah. you can throw Damian Williams out there. No, but, uh, yeah, I do like Damian Williams. I'm not even saying Khalil Herbert's going to be a stash play. Because Montgomery's dynasty, not going to be a, stash him. Oh, Dynasty, you should already have leagues, him. Yeah, no. In Dynasty, he should already be rostered. Yeah. So, 
You're probably not going mean, to be able to look, him. He, Herbert did not look bad in this game at all. No, but as soon as Montgomery comes back, they're going to use Montgomery the way that they oh, were utilizing yeah, yeah, him. Oh, yeah, yeah, As soon as so it's Montgomery's not back, be, both of these guys are irrelevant. Yeah. So the only relevant player right now is going to be Damian Williams. I'm not saying Khalil Herbert might not outplay him this week. I think it's going to be hit and miss, but I'm taking my shot with well, Damian. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not expecting much out of either of them just because they're playing Green Bay and this offense is anemic. Yeah, well, I mean, what's so frustrating, though, is, like, you're right, dude. How many, like, they got to be close to Tampa, or the opposite of Tampa, I guess I should say. They got to be close to leading the league in rushing attempts. Because even when David Montgomery was in this lineup, they kept running the ball. They're seventh. Okay, well, I still felt like they would be higher. (laughs) Yep. Because, like... And they are second last in pass attempts. Yeah, well, it's because they're not letting Justin do his thing, but... Yep, Damian Williams for me. But I do like, uh, I know we talked about this after the draft because we were both shocked yeah. that Khalil Herbert fell mm-hmm. as far as he did. A lot of people did not think very highly of Khalil Herbert. We both loved Khalil Herbert coming out. And I wouldn't we, say love, just, but well, okay, we, re- in the sixth we really round, liked I thought he him. Was above that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we both thought he was going like fourth. Yep. So he dropped two rounds for us. Uh, and so, yeah, just keep an eye on him because I think he will be definitely someone to watch in the future. Yep. Okay, next running back, Devonta Booker. With Saquon being out, yep. he's 100% going to be the guy. He's probably going to see all, he's going to be on the field by far, pretty close to most of the game for this Giants team against the Rams. It's, so it's against the Rams. We don't know if Daniel Jones is going to be there with the concussion that's up in the air. Kenny Galladay is going to be gone. It, there's not going to be much there. But last week, efficiency-wise, was not good at all. But he got in the end zone twice. He had 16 uh, rushing attempts, four targets. You can throw him out there as a flex play, a volume flex play, if you need to fill a spot. I wouldn't expect much, but he will be the guy there. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think that he'll be fine long, like, he's, just, not, just he's, not this week. I mean, we, <laughs> he's not a new player. He's yeah, been around the he's block. Been around. We've played him before yeah. when he was in Denver. We've played him in spots. When he was in the Raiders, we played him in spots when we needed to, and he's been able to produce. He's yeah. just he's not a very good running back, but you give him the volume. He's serviceable. Yes, and he can catch the ball. But I'm not going to play a serviceable running back this week against the Rams defense. I would, I I'm mean, just not. So he's he will not be rostered, or he will not be on anybody. If Daniel Jones gets back out there, I'd feel a lot better about it. I'd I'd be willing to play him over like Kenneth Gainwell, I, I Damian Williams. But if Daniel Jones is not out there, then yeah. Yeah, if Mike Glennon is quarterbacking this team, I am not playing anybody on this team. Okay. I don't hate to take. Yep. Okay. Uh, Chubba Hubbard, if CMC is not out there, yeah. he's playing Minnesota. You play him. Yes. You play him. He's coming off a very good game. 24 rushing attempts for 101 yards against Philly. Six targets, five receptions for 33 yards. Didn't get in the end zone. I had 16 points. You play him if CMC's not. Yeah, he's another one of these guys that kind of went a little later. Um, but, uh, well, yeah, you just can't really forget what happened. Like, what did happen his senior year? Yeah, just, no one State. knows. <laughs> no one really knows. Yeah, he, he does look good. He, like, though. fell off the map. But, no, he is an excellent running back. And you're, you're seeing it. I mean, 24 attempts for 101 yards. That's great. And yes, he can receive out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that could have made this better is finding the end zone, yeah, he hasn't which got a touch he hasn't got yet. But I think he is extremely serviceable while CMC is Yeah, he's a mid RB2 if CMC is not there. Yeah, yeah. 
In fact, I was just talking to somebody the other day that picked him up and then dropped him for somebody else. And I'm like, that was dumb because we don't know if McCaffrey's coming back yet. Nothing's confirmed. This is as of Monday, of course, but. So let's go talk about the Arizona running backs. Okay. This is all jacked up. Yeah. Do you, which one do you start? Do you start both of them? Do you start neither of them? I'm going neither. And that's because I feel like they both counteract each other. Okay. Like, I just feel like they both. I have a little different of a take. That's um, fine. First, you, let's talk with, you uh, you, let's boo-boo. start with James Conner. Okay. So far on the season, his yards per carry is 3.19. He has 201 rushing yards on 63 attempts. He's seen four targets on the year for four receptions, but he has five rushing touchdowns. Yeah. That puts stupid. him as an RB2 on the season. Yep. All five of those came in the past three weeks. Yep. The weeks where he didn't score a touchdown, those two weeks, he had a combined nine points, eight points. I'm yep. not playing James Conner. Mm-hmm. James Conner is doing exactly what Kenyon Drake did last year, except his rushing efficiency is worse. <laughs> he just has to get in the end zone. Those two two-touchdown games, he still, rushing-wise, was not good in that game. Chase Edmonds, on the other hand, every week except last week has given you double-digit points. He's getting, he's efficient in the running game, and he gets a lot of passing work in this game. I'm playing Chase Edmonds against Cleveland. Here's my thing, though, is like... You know, he Arizona, doesn't have a touchdown on the season either. Yeah, because when Arizona gets in the red zone, they bring in James Conner. And so that is what I'm saying is they just, they basically are just going to offset. So, okay, but see, the thing is, Chase Simmons doesn't need the touchdowns and he's still been good. James Conner needs the well, touchdowns. Well, I wouldn't say good. I would just say serviceable. I exactly, mean, that's what I'm 12 saying. 12 points, yeah. 10 points, 11 points. That's not something he's that you're. He's a low in RB2. That's, yeah, but that's not something. That's not going to win you a week. 15 well, points last week was fine, be, or two weeks ago. Low in RB2. Yeah, it shouldn't, he shouldn't win you a week. No. I'm definitely My, my RB2 Edmonds. does. One, well, I actually still lost this week, but not because of my RB2, or my, my running backs, that's for sure. But no, I I disagree. Uh, yeah, I'm not judging James Conner, but I like Chase Edmonds. If if you have to play, I would play Chase Edmonds as a flex. I wouldn't play him as a not against. I don't know, not against Cleveland. They got a Austin decent Eckler did to him. Yeah, but he's not Austin Eckler. He's a, that's similar type of player. Yeah, but Austin Eckler, it's just Eckler's, Austin Eckler yeah, out right. there too, yeah. though. Yeah, <laughs> so you're right. like, again, I feel like every time they're going to get in the red zone, it's Connor to a you know a, a pitch out wide or. Whatever. Yep. So, and that's why he's getting so many as working for them, but it's just not working for us in fantasy. Let's talk about Josh Jacobs real quick against Denver at Denver. You playing Josh Jacobs? Well, watching him, he's still very talented. It's just he's not getting a lot of work. Um, and we do, we do need to mention. Briefly. John Green just got fired. I mean, he, well, he just resigned. Yeah, he resigned. So we do, we do need to mention that. Um, we're not going to spend a lot of time that's on all it. Because we're, we're not going to spend, yeah, we're not, we're not going to say anything else. Um, so it is going to be something slightly different. So maybe, you know, I think it's their assistant coach. Um, yeah, I just saw it. Yeah, Rich. Rich oh, I'm not going to mess up that name. So Rich Pisakia. Yeah, so, sure. Yeah, yeah. So the the Raiders assistant head co- or assistant coach is going to now take over. Yep. We don't know what they're going to try and instill here. But the thing is, so the past two weeks, he's seen 13 rushing attempts and 15 rushing attempts. The rushing efficiency hasn't been great. He's played the Chargers in Chicago, but he's seen five targets in both of those games. He got in the end zone in one of those games. He's playing Denver. It's a tough game. Mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs is a flex play. 
Yeah, but I'm it makes me it makes me nervous. Play. I'll I'll, I'll play him as a if flex. If you watch that game, the first drive um, against Chicago, Josh Jacobs looked really good. He was breaking off some runs, but then the Chicago defense just clamped down the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. So Josh Jacobs is still very talented. He just needs to get the ball. Yeah. Okay. Denver running backs, same game. Melvin Gordon, Devontae Williams. Who are you playing? Well, I like Devontae Williams better in the yes. long run. Um, and I feel like he each week he's gotten better. Him. Yeah, he outperformed him last week. He's seen more receiving work than him. His rushing efficiency has been better. If yeah. I'm picking one, I get, I'll go Javante Williams flex play, Melvin Gordon. I think they're both flex plays, though, because I don't know which one of them is going to get in the end zone. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely play Williams over um, Gordon, but obviously Slightly. most of you probably don't have both of these on your team. And if you do, that's oh, really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so get rid of one and keep Williams. But uh, yeah, both flex plays for me. But I think moving forward, Javante Williams is going to take over this team. Yeah. Okay. Last running back to talk about. Daryl Williams now with Clyde edwards alaire out. How confident are you in Daryl Williams? I, I'm confident that he's going to be fine. Yes. Um, I, I don't know how confident I am in the Chiefs actually giving him a ball. Well, see, now it's like, who else do they got? McKinnon and well, I'm yeah, but I mean, who else they got? They've got all the wide receivers. So that's where, that's where like even Clyde's not having a great season because they're He's just passing the ball the too much. Couple weeks. He's been fine. I I feel confident enough in Darrell Williams to play him as a low on RB two high flex play. He's going to see everything. You're not going to have to worry about anyone vulturing the touchdowns because he's done. He, he, he has two rushing touchdowns on this season. He's gotten some from Clyde. He's capable in the passing game last week against Buffalo. He was able to see five targets, caught three of them. Darrell Williams is definitely a startable player this week. Yeah, I mean, Clyde's only had, what, six, seven, eight, nine, ten targets on the season. So it's yeah, basically, how, unless he's getting Darryl's in the end zone. ten targets on the season. Yeah, so unless he's getting in the end zone, it's just not going to be a good week. So, All right, that all of our running backs? Yep. Sounds good. Wide receivers, let's make our monster decisions on these bad boys. Yeah. Talk, uh, suck Bears versus Green Bay. So, Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, what you got? Pretty easy. Uh, you're sitting both of these guys. You do not put these guys in your lineup. Allen Robinson, I don't know why he's not getting targeted more because he's making, like, there was one catch last week I remember where he just monstered some dude. They just got to throw him the ball more, but you can, he's, he's sitting on your bench until he proves it. Don't drop him. Well, is it him proving it or is it Fields proving it? Because well, I think it's, it's more Justin I'm Fields just, than Matt I'm just Nagy. saying, just proving yeah. that yeah. he can produce for your fantasy team. Yeah. And Darnell Mooney, he makes some plays out there, but it's just, again, inconsistent. Yeah, I will say that Darnell Mooney does have the better connection, it seems like, with Justin Fields, especially downfield. But, dude, Justin, we love you, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, we are big fans of yours. Okay, Allen Robinson needs to be your guy. You just have to throw him the ball because he's taken. Yes, yeah, he'll, he'll take it away from anybody. 50-50, yes. doesn't matter. He is amazing. This is who you want, so just give him the ball. Yep, just if you have him on your fantasy team, don't play him right now. Yeah, I sadly have to agree. Uh, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, we're going to jump to uh, Cincy. Yep, Jamar Chase, you know you're playing. The uh, question now is, y'all, who else are you also playing? Because right. this is a good matchup. It's a great Detroit. matchup, yeah. Joe Mixon should have a great game in this one as well. Joe Burrow, we both love. Jamar Chase, we both love. We love all three of those guys. Mm-hmm. But there could be room for another pass catcher in this game. Which one do you think it's going to be or could be? So 
it's crazy because if you would have talked to me beginning of the year, I might have given you a different answer. Um, but right now, I'm going to go Tyler Boyd. Yeah, I think I lean that direction too. T. Higgins coming back. He was only on the field for 70% of the snaps. That was the lowest percentage of any game he's played this season. He saw seven targets, only caught five of them for 32 yards. Yeah, but he had two really bad drops. Yeah, Tyler Boyd's targets dropped with T. Higgins back to five targets, caught four of them for 24 yards. But yeah, I kind of agree with you. I think I go Tyler Boyd here. I think Tyler Boyd, though, is just a a little bit more sure-handed. He's been better on the season. Yeah, and he's just a little bit more consistent. Again, T. Higgins had two really, really bad drops in this game. Mm -hmm. And to me, that just... That's just gets into your mindset. I mean, they were really bad drops. Do you think T. Higgins is still, you should still roster him? Oh, heck yeah. No, okay. I'm not saying drop him. Again, you're not going to have all three of these guys on your team. So you probably have one or others. Um, no, I would definitely have him because I think T. Higgins is still capable. Yeah. I just want to make sure that those hands get back to normal. But if we're just talking about this week, I think Tyler Boyd will be better than T. Higgins. Yeah, I agree with you. All right, let's jump to Brandon Cooks. Yeah, Brandon Cooks. Coming off two stinkers. And the last week uh, when David, they finally have like a good quarterback game again with Davis Mills, he saw five targets, caught three of them for 23 yards. Yeah, kind of ridiculous. Week before that against Buffalo, seven targets, caught five of them for 47 yards. Three weeks before that, he was great. But they're playing at Indy. Right now, the defense looks pretty good against Baltimore. You throwing Brandon Cooks out there? Uh, nope. Yeah, I'm sitting Brandon Cooks. Yep, it's going to send him this week. I honestly, we were kind of shocked what he was doing at the beginning of the year anyway. So, so, I mean, that was blowing my mind. Um, just how incredible he was. So I kind of feel like it was going to come to an end at some point. And I I mean, he's starting to, you don't drop him or anything. He still keep him on your team. He'll still be playable. Like, you didn't spend high money to get him on your team. No, no, he was a very late round draft. So yeah, just be happy. You got three amazing weeks out of him. Yep. And uh, see what happens. But yeah, no, not this week, especially because who are they playing? Indy? Yeah, they're yep. playing Indy. Dude, Indy's locking it down right now. So we'll see. Yep. Next, uh, guy. next guy, Michael Pittman, who just made a baller catch. Yeah, this one's tough. This one's tough. Targets have been really good recently, like really good. Week two against the Rams, 12 targets. Week three against Tennessee, 12 targets. Week four against Miami, eight targets. Right now, He's seen four targets against Baltimore, caught all four of them. I think you play Michael Pittman here against Houston. I think you play him as a low-end wide receiver, too, and I think I'd feel pretty good about it. Yeah, I mean... 100% taking over the number one spot on this team. 100%, yeah, definitely. He's definitely going to be the the go-to guy. And honestly, man, as as long as he can find the end zone, like, he'll be fine. Yeah. Well, he did today. Um, So now that counts, right? Okay, so uh, as long, but as long as he finds the end zone and, and can continue to get, again, we preach targets all the time. So if he can continue to get this high volume of targets and decent receptions, then uh, he'll he definitely could be honestly able to, be a buy low candidate. I mean, not real buy low, but he could be a sneaky trade target for you if you want. He's mm-hmm. about to play Houston. If you're looking for some depth, then at San Francisco, which could be a tough game. Then he's playing. Then he's playing Tennessee, the Jets, Jacksonville, Buffalo. Tennessee back to Houston. Like there's a lot of good matchups in there. Yeah. Okay. Next guy. Who Sorry. I was just looking at the end of the season where I'm like, I think championship weekend. He's okay, playing Arizona. Little... I'm just saying it's not a good matchup though. No, I'm saying, I think it's Arizona or Vegas. Forget where, cause now we have the extended. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. 
Uh, next guy on our list, I got Kadarius Tony. Okay. Kind of had a monster week, yeah. a little breakout week there. Before that, though, he was, I mean, he did see nine targets in week four against New Orleans, caught six of them for 78 yards. So this didn't come out of absolutely nowhere. But with Kenny Galladay going down, Daniel Jones going down, Saquon going down, Kadarius Tony stepped up, 13 targets, 10 receptions for 189 yards. He's playing the Rams, though, and probably going to be the only guy out there. I'm, I'm not 100% sure on Sterling Shepard's status or um, Darius Slayton's status. Kenny Galladay is going to be out. So you could take this two ways. If Daniel Jones is there against the Rams, you're playing Kadarius Tony. I'm not playing anybody against the Rams this week. If Daniel Jones is out there, I'm playing Kadarius Tony. Oh, is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um... See, I don't know because I feel like he they could shadow him with just uh um why can't I think of his Ramsey? name also? Yeah, Jalen Ramsey. And game over. I don't think he's good enough to need like for well, Rams just, to feel the need to do that. Yeah, but I mean you can just take a guy out of the game. They have nothing else past him. So Exactly. But yeah, he could <laughs> see rushing attempts in this game or I mean He's just, he's going to get the target. He's all 13 if, targets. If, if you're playing him, I'm playing him as a flex. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. not expecting a lot, but if Daniel Jones is there, he's playable. Okay. Next one. This one's definitely um, a tough decision. Do you play Adam Thielen? <sighs> you know, he's been struggling a little bit. Yeah, past two weeks have not been good. He's caught five total passes for 86 yards in two weeks. Yeah, it's just the Justin Jefferson show. Well, he's not getting those touchdowns. Yep. That's that's all Adam Thielen is, is touchdowns. Yeah, and he's playing at Carolina. Carolina's defense has played well this year. And they just uh, rostered uh, Stephon Gilmore, right? I, th- I must have missed that one. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'll double check while you're chatting. Okay. I, th- I think he's Adam Thielen here. Like, you look at his season ranks, he's a top 20 wide receiver on the season. His first three weeks were good. He caught four touchdowns in those first three weeks. But this is why I was so off of Adam Thielen in the offseason was because of how touchdown efficient, how needy he is. And he hasn't been seeing those lately. Yeah, he's on Carolina now. So how do you, like, are you playing Adam Thielen or are you sitting him? I'm sitting him. Yeah, I'm sitting him too. Yep. Unfortunately, because you paid could, a little this, bit to get I him. mean, this one could go really bad for us, but I think I would sit him. I just, Carolina's defense has been playing really well. They have. And it makes me a little bit nervous just in general. I think Justin Jefferson will still be fine in this game. Oh, yeah. Justin, that's but, why we're not talking about him. Yeah. But I just, I can't see Adam Thielen. I can't see Adam Thielen making much noise. Yeah. All right. Let's go to Robbie Anderson. Yeah. Robbie Anderson. Don't play him. Just don't. You don't need to. There's no point. He sees targets. But like last week, seven targets caught two of them for 30 yards. Week before that, 11 targets, caught five of them for 46 yards. He hasn't seen the end zone since week one. Mm-hmm. Just don't play him. Yep. He needs, I mean, are you are you looking at dropping him yet? Because I'm I'm borderline almost there. You could. You yeah, could. Like, you could if you, if like, especially if you're getting hit hard by injuries and you don't want to drop those players and you just need the spot, I would 100% be willing to drop Robbie. I Anderson. would have dropped him for Kadarius Tony if I had it. Because if Kazarius Tony was Yeah, that's there. not a bad one. Or you need to pick up one of these running backs off the yeah. waiver wire and you don't got a spot. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. All right, let's go to Odell. Yeah. You sit Odell Beckham. You sit him. I, yep. I don't know what why Odell Beckham cannot work in Cleveland. 
three targets last week against the Chargers. A game in which there was like 12 total touchdowns. Each game, each team scored over 40 points. And Landry didn't play, right? No. So three targets for two receptions for 20 yards. Week before that, seven targets against Minnesota, two receptions, 27 yards. You just... I don't know what it is, man. I'm 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 to the point where I'm speechless. This guy is so stupid. Talented. And he made a really good catch in this game too. Like, yeah, I don't know. They is just it spread Baker? the ball around too much. Is it is it Baker though? I I don't because I'm sorry, it man. It doesn't look like, like it, there's there's a problem. You gave up so much to bring this talented wide receiver into your team, and you cannot target him three times. Yeah, no. you can't. But even when they do target him, it's just not efficient. I mean, his first game back wasn't terrible. I mean, he five caught pretty for much half his targets, yeah. Yeah, five for 77 is not bad, but some of those targets, again, were really bad. Yeah. Baker's fault. I don't know. I don't know. I'm it's just, just very, it's very sad. I've honestly just been thinking, like, can you drop Odell Beckham? I don't think so. Because I think, I think, honestly, you could. And I think he's just a trap because other people are going to see Odell Beckham's on the waiver wire and pick him up and maybe try playing him. And it's just going to hurt their team. It's just like a, a little time bomb you're putting on yeah. the waiver wire for people. I mean, he's just, to me, Odell's always a stash play. I mean, look at, like, if you look exactly at, what I'm he's saying, 93% yeah. rostered on the team and yeah. only 57% is playing him. Yeah. He's just a stash play. Oh, sad times. It is sad times. So, where are we going next? We are going to go to Henry Ruggs, someone that we're both yeah, let's not just talk about the of. Raiders wide receivers in general. We'll just start it off. Brian Edwards. Yep. He had a really bad drop in this past game, but they still are just not throwing him the ball. Just no need to roster him at all. The question is really Henry Ruggs or Hunter Renfro. They're playing Denver. Denver's defense is very good. Ruggs has had a couple games here. In the season, he, his big game was 20 points, five receptions, 113 yards for a touchdown. Outside of that, it's been very spotty. The targets have been good. He's seen at least five targets in every game. Hunter Renfro, on the other hand, he sees the targets. He gets the receptions. He's getting in the end zone. His yards are low, but he's been decent pretty much every game. Yeah, he kind of like Cole Beasley-esque, you know? If I'm playing one, I think it depends. If I'm looking for an upside shot, I'll put a rugs in my flex. Right. But if I just need, if my lineup stacked and I'm just trying to secure myself, I'll throw I'll throw Renfro in there. Yeah, I definitely think it depends on what you're playing. What who are they playing? They're playing Denver. In, are they the, playing, in Denver? Yeah, but what time's that game? I don't know that. Okay. So I'm a I'm gonna look it up real quick just to just to see. But Why? to me, huh? Why? Well, just because like if if they're playing a later if they're playing a later game, maybe you it's can a wait to thirty game. So you can kind of wait and see after your noon games yeah. what you might yeah. need. And if you need the upside, you can play rugs. If you need, like you well, said, Renfro's you, probably not rostered in a ton of leagues. It looks like around fifty percent of leagues he's rostered. Yeah, rugs on the other hand is seventy five percent. So yeah. I don't know. I'm not a. I'm really not I a don't fan like of either, either one of, of these. Yeah, I don't like either one. But Rugs is that upside shot. They yeah. do throw the deep ball to him. Yeah, I would rather take the upside shot with Rugs. I don't but, hate that train of thought. But uh, at the same time, I'm probably not going to. I'm probably not going to recommend anybody to play them this week. No. 
Okay. Now Let's go going. to uh, Seattle. Seattle. This one's Lock easy. It, Metcalf. Yeah, you play them both. I feel very secure with DK Metcalf. Lockett is still going to be a wild card. Keep though. in mind that's also with Geno Smith now quarterback. Yeah. You do play them both. I'm taking my shot on DK having well, a better yeah. game. Yeah. So. Yeah. Done deal. That's easy. All right. Next one. Uh, going to uh, Pittsburgh. Yep. Yep. No, that Seattle is playing Pittsburgh. Yeah. Is playing Pittsburgh. And again, you just, you play both of them. Now Juju out there. Claypool had a good game last week. Deontay had a good game. Deontay finally didn't see the targets, but still. Doesn't yeah, I know. It's the first good time. Game. It's the first time I've ever seen him have two targets. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of disappointed, except for the fact that one of them was like a 71 yard touchdown or whatever. Yep. Yeah. You play them both and feel confident with it. Yeah. Yep. Fine with that. Now we're going to go to uh, Buffalo. Yeah. This one's tricky. This Dicks. one's very tricky. I have digs. Yeah. I have been very disappointed in And him. he looks good on the field. He looks he fine. He does. And he's seeing great targets. Week one, 13 targets. Week two, eight targets. Week three and four, both 10 targets. Week five against Kansas City, five targets. But Buffalo didn't need much. They controlled that game from start to finish. No problem. He's a wide receiver, too, on the season. It's just been disappointing. You play digs. The real question is, do you play Emmanuel Sanders? This is three weeks in a row now. In those three weeks, he has four touchdowns, two two-touchdown games. Mm-hmm. But he's seen six targets for five receptions for 94 yards, six receptions for five receptions for 74 yards, five targets last week against Kansas City. Only caught three of them for 54 yards, but again, came down with two touchdowns. I, he's, I think he's definitely taken over Cole Beasley as a number two wide receiver on this team. Yeah, easily. And really, the problem with Diggs is Sanders and Knox are just catching all the touchdowns for Buffalo, like all of them. So I think you still plays Diggs. I think you play Diggs, but and yeah, Sanders I'm, I'm is a good flex with Sanders. Play. Yeah, Sanders yeah, is a flex play. Because I think Sanders is the one getting in the end zone, and you're right. You know, Knox is definitely getting on them too, but uh, I've just been very disappointed. I mean, Stephon Diggs, again, dude, two receptions this past week, 69 yards. Yeah, again, like, like his- just... We what? were talking about it today, and you were like, yeah, Diggs didn't really have a good game. I was like, oh, really? Because like, just watching the game, the plays he made, he looked really good out there. Yeah, I just but they, didn't fully realize it was just two catches. That was it. Well, and again, against... This is what frustrates me, though, is it's against one of the worst defenses. They're, they're Actually, they are the worst defense in the league. The Chiefs? Yes. Yeah, but again, like... And you had two receptions. I mean, just... I hate that. I mean, that. Buffalo did whatever they... like. They had no problem. In that Doesn't matter, man. I spent it's been a freaking second round pick on this dude, or third. I don't remember actually. I think it was a third round. It was probably a second. Yeah, it was a second. Either way, doesn't matter. Still bugs me. Um, last but not least, no, I think that was it actually. Yeah. Last but not least, tight ends. Yeah. What are we gonna do? What's our decisions for these stinking tight ends? Start with Robert Tommen. Tanyin. You can drop him. You can honestly drop him. I feel like you can just say that with all the tight ends, though, can't you? Most of them. I mean, it's just been awful. He's had one good game where he got in the end zone. He only saw three targets in that game, caught three of them for 52 yards. Last week against Cincinnati, two targets, one reception for eight yards. Week four against Pittsburgh, somehow he saw seven targets, but caught two of them for eight yards. Week three against San Francisco, one target for one catch for six yards. You don't need to roster him. Yeah, very disappointing because like he's super talented, but yeah. 
He's just not getting anything at all. Let's go to uh, Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby against the Giants. Do you think they need the firepower? I think that's the real question. The Giants do have a pretty decent defense, but again, I don't think they're going to have much on offense. Higby, again, he's had like one good game where he caught a touchdown. He's just not seeing a lot of the targets either, man. I think you can keep rostering I think you can keep rostering him, but I'm not playing him against the Giants. I just think it's unnecessary. So, for instance, let's just do this, because he's my tight end in my redraft league, Mm -hmm. one the one that we play in. I have him in my lineup. There's not much out there. Yeah. You know, you're looking tight end wise. Maybe Dawson Knox might be out there. Oh, Dawson Knox is out there. Definitely pick him up. Play him. Okay. There we go. That makes sense. Yeah. We'll talk. But would you drop Tyler Higby to pick him up? Yes. Yeah. Well, we can just talk about it because we were going to get to Dawson Knox eventually. Yes. You play Dawson Knox. I don't know what's happening, but it's happening and it's working. It's working very well. He scored five touchdowns in the past four games. Not on great target totals, but he's catching a lot of them for big plays. And Josh Allen is going to him in important situations. You keep playing Dawson Knox. He's the number two tight end so far in the season. I mean, yeah, he's caught five touchdowns, but he's been good. And he's coming off a game where he caught three passes for 117 yards and a touchdown against Kansas City. You play Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox is going to turn himself into a weekly starter here. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely been picked up. So, never mind. Um, but I'll have to figure out something then if you're not a fan of Tyler Higby this week. Uh, let's go with Jared Cook. Yeah, Jared Cook against Baltimore. I think you can play him. I think. I would be willing to play him. Last week against Cleveland was rough. He only saw three targets, one reception for 29 yards. Week before that, though, against Vegas, he saw seven targets, caught six of them for 70 yards and a touchdown. He's at the bottom of the barrel as far as play uh, playable tight ends go. But at Baltimore, I think the Chargers are going to put up points, and I think Cook could definitely get himself a touchdown in there. If Mike Williams doesn't catch all of them. <laughs> that is true. Mike Williams is catching way too much. Like, I uh, think I'd rather play Jared Cook than Tyler Higby. Works for me. Uh, Noah Fant. Yeah, you play him. He's coming off a bad game, but he's been inconsistent all season, but he has seen very good targets right. as far as the tight end goes. Last week wasn't great against Pittsburgh. He only saw four targets, but the week before that, 10 targets. He's seen another eight-target game, another six-target game so far in the season. He's gotten the end zone twice. It's against the Raiders. I feel good about playing Noah Fant. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Noah Fant. And last but not least, let's chat about Hunter Henry. Yeah, Hunter Henry. He's coming off back-to-back games with a receiving touchdown, which that's where most of his value comes from, like most tight ends. But again, they're looking at him in the red zone. He's not making any big plays. He saw eight targets last week against Houston, caught six of them for 75 yards and a touchdown. Definitely the best game any tight end in New England has, and he seems like he's been producing more than Janu. He looks like he's been better than him. So, yeah, I think you can definitely stream Hunter Henry this week against Dallas, who's going to put up points. They are going to put up a lot of points in this game. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I do like Hunter Henry a lot. I thought Johnny I Smith would, would be play, the more serviceable yeah, guy. Yeah, me but too. He's just not. I mean, I, cho- I chose him as a monster guy a couple times, and he's just not been efficient, not been targeted, and just, yeah. And if Henry's getting in the end zone, that's all you need from your tight end. Yeah. I mean... That's it. 
So let's go ahead and uh, let's do our DFS picks. You good with that? Yep. All right. Who you got for quarterbacks this week? Quarterbacks. I like Matthew Stafford. $6,700 against the Giants. I think the Rams should be able to just walk all over the Giants. I mean, they should. but <laughs> I guess we'll see what happens if they do or not. But yeah, they definitely should. Uh, we also got uh, Taylor Heineke. Yes. Yes. 58 against Kansas City. It's just, it's so cheap. And if you want to throw like a Terry McLaurin stack in there, I love that play against yeah. the Chiefs. Yeah, for sure. Who you got for running backs? Joe Mixon against Detroit. It looks like he's healthier than he was last week, where mm-hmm. and now Samaj P. Ryan's going to be out. I feel good about Mixon this week. $6,400. It's not expensive at all. We also got DeAndre Swift. Yeah. 6,300 against Cincinnati. He's this year's. Deontay Johnson at the running back position. Mm-hmm. He's underpriced and he just keeps performing mm-hmm. and just keep putting him in your lineup until they raise his price. $6,300 against Cincy. I like it a lot. Yep. Last but not least, Darrell Williams, yep. 49 against Washington. Yeah. If you want to save some money, I feel good about this play. He'll see the volume enough to make his price worth his, um, how many points he's going to have? $4,900. Washington's defense has been struggling, to be honest, mm-hmm. lately. They mm-hmm. have not looked great. So I think Darrell Williams could very easily find himself in the end zone in this game, catch a few passes, 10 to 15 rushing attempts in this game. I think it'll be a good game. Yeah, and it definitely helps you when you want to spend a little bit more on those wide receivers. Yes, $4,900. That allows you to pay up maybe for a quarterback or more wide receivers or just a better running back beside him. Right. Anytime you get cheap guys like that, it helps a lot. Yeah. Wide receivers. DJ Moore, 7,300 against Minnesota. Yep. He's just, he's just continuing yeah, to perform. Yeah, he didn't have a great game last week, but he's still incredible. Yep. Jamar Chase, $6,700 versus Detroit. I still think he's slightly underpriced, so just go for it. I'm hammering this Cincinnati-Detroit game. You want to talk about the last guy? Yeah, Jacoby Myers, 55 against Dallas. Yeah, another guy if you want to save some money here. He's been good the past two weeks. He's definitely the best receiver on the team. Looks like Mac Jones' go-to guy. I like him a lot. Yeah, I do too. I just it just worries uh, worries me with that offense. It's just not moving as much as uh, I would like. But if he's still been good enough, he's yeah. And again, Dallas, you know, if if he's the go to guy, well, you know, Trayvon Diggs is down there, so we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, tight ends, no yep. Fant. Yep, forty eight hundred dollars versus Las Vegas could be just, a smash. Yep, if you're not gonna pay for uh, Kelsey or Waller. I like him and Mark Andrews, $5,200 against the Chargers. They struggle against the tight ends. We saw that at the David and mm-hmm. <laughs> David and Joku's mm-hmm. game that came out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, Mark Andrews <laughs> should have a good game in this game. <laughs> That's where everything went, by the way, for Odell. Yes. Uh, yes. You couldn't go wrong with either one of those. And those are da- playing down from all the other guys that you're going to have to play up for. Yeah. So uh, there you guys go. Go win some money. Uh let us know how you're doing. Again, James, if they wanted to chat with us, send in some questions. I think we're going to do maybe some sort of mailbag next week, guys. So send us some questions. Where could they find us at, James? Oh, yeah. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or just the internet in general, the Fancy Monsters, or the Fancy Monsters Podcast. Come chat with us. Come hang out with us. Don't forget to check out all of those social media pages as well to go find out about Generate Health and how you can partner with them and uh, their big event that's coming up. Tickets again are $25. It's going to be all online, but it's going to be really cool. And we really guys want you to be there with us um, as we will be there. So 
again, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Monsters, and we'll catch you next week. Yeah, we'll go. You can hold me back. Yeah, I'm coming for you. I'm not here on you. No, I'm just telling you the facts. Oh, these chains can keep me down. Yeah. I can be rude, be in the mood. I can be rotten. I can be cool, man, like a fool, but never forgotten. Creeping in the dark, waiting for you.